Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. In this episode, join us in the You Hate Movies Thunderdome as we pit beloved movie characters one by one in a brutal, all-out battle to the death. Today's Thunderdome, movie robots. Could Ultron defeat a Terminator T-800? Could Interstellar's TARS destroy Big Hero 6's Baymax? Root for your favorite movie robots in the Thunderdome. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for Short Circuit 1 and 2, the Terminator franchise, the Matrix trilogy, X-Men Days of Future Past, WALL-E, Batteries Not Included, Aliens, The Star Wars Saga, Ex Machina, The Stepford Wives, Avengers Age of Ultron, Robocop, Real Steel, The Transformers Franchise, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, The Iron Giant, Pacific Rim, Chappie, Prometheus, AI, Total Recall, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Interstellar, Big Hero 6, and The Muppets. You know, the entire premise of you hate movies is these movie arguments the kind of minutia you end up having in a car or on a walk and think someone should be hearing this in reality they probably shouldn't but in our case they really should it's important patrick is here as usual i'm here and then guess who we have back on the show for the first time in a very long time is peter rollo hey everyone peter was back on like the third or fourth episode that we ever did where he and i Talked about Jurassic Park 3. I tried for about five minutes to defend Jurassic Park 3, and then we spent about an hour and a half talking about how bad it sucks. So it's been a while, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's been Do a while. Do you still stand by your Jurassic Park 3 opinion? Wholeheartedly. <laughs> Our faithful and regular host, Tyler Hands, is off gallivanting on vacation because he's enjoying a birthday right now as we record this. So the rules of the Thunderdome are quite simple. We've taken, more specifically, I have taken uh, a list of fictional movie characters that are, mm, I don't know, more or less suited to do battle, to go head-to-head in the Thunderdome for one reason or another. Sure. They're all linked together by a common theme. So the premise for tonight's Thunderdome is movie robots. We're going to take, there one at go. a time, one-on-one robot to the battle death in the imaginary Thunderdome. These guys sitting across the table from me tonight have no idea who's on this list. Do no you? clue. Not, not at all. Not a, not a clue. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to present them. I'm going to put the robots in the Thunderdome, and we're all going to have to work out who's, who's going to win. Okay. Are you ready? You're going to have to speak for the life of a robot. Some of these robots are conscious. Spoiler alert. Some of these robots have artificial intelligence. Are you ready, Peter? You, were, you had a busy day today. Are you, you ready to focus now? I'm ready to focus. Okay. You're about to take responsibility one by one for the lives of robots, and someone has to die. So the very first choice is actually the conversation that started this whole episode. And that is, Thunderdome is open. The Thunderdome! Robo Thunderdome! (laughs) And the battle is about to begin between Johnny Five from the Short Circuit franchise, or Robot Five, versus the T-1000 of T-2 Judgment Day. Right, okay. Well, this is a quick one, right? <laughs> no, because I want you to think. Peter brought up something important in this early conversation, which is whose franchise rules are we playing by? Because immediately Peter said if the T-1000 is in Johnny Five's movie, then Johnny Five is going to win. He has to be the hero. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, it see, makes it no sense. How would the T-1000 beat Johnny <laughs> Five even if he was the hero of the Well, movie? anything is possible in the Thunderdome. Yeah, so you got to believe it's not in the franchise anymore. Then the Thunderdome—they're stepped out of their franchise into the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome so, was a tentpole. So, <laughs> yeah. when, so when movie robots have sentient life, they get that life from the magic of movies. So we need to first determine which movie are these robots drawing their life from. That's fair. Okay. Which universe? But we now we've established that the Thunderdome is a spinoff realm. It's a spinoff arena where franchises converge. Okay. So you these know? guys are stepping into Mad Max's world, <laughs> if anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So if you want to take a rubric, it's from Mad Max. Okay. That still doesn't... <laughs> any way you spin this, how would Johnny Five not just be destroyed in less than a minute? Well, I think as we've seen in Short Circuit 2 that uh, Johnny Five is very resilient and... Whenever an 80s hit song comes on, he draws the entire audience to root for him. Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're talking, of course, about 
the hero song. I need a hero. Yeah, by Bonnie, <laughs> someone. Yeah, yeah. But before that even come close to happening, T one thousand has cut off his head. Instantly. Why did he cut off his head? We don't know that he cut off his yeah, head. Yeah, I don't know about that. How is better yet? How Johnny Five gonna outrun the T one thousand when the T one thousand can catch a car and Johnny Five has tank treads? Yeah, but we've seen him go really fast. How fast? <laughs> It's not determined. I mean, he was going in traffic. Hey, to be fair, he took a crowbar beating, right? Yeah. And the best that the T-1000 is going to do is beat him with a crowbar. I guess he could skewer his head or something. That's what I just, I'm saying, he's going to make the blade and instantly just cut his head off. Yeah, but see, when he took the beating with the crowbar, that was his first time that he was a victim of violence, and he didn't know how to respond. So that's not the case in this fight. You're talking about an unstoppable... Killing machine. <laughs> well, he's not unstoppable. We've seen him be stopped. Yeah, <laughs> several times. You just point. saw him get stopped briefly. That's what? Just, no, we saw him go into lava. Yeah, that's there's the no lava that in the Thunderdome though. We don't know. So if, if Johnny, but think about it like this: Johnny Five is self-aware, right? Yeah, he's he has sentience. This T1000 doesn't. He does not. T1000 is like a shark. Yeah, that's a major advantage. So Johnny Five has the robot version of a soul. So right, he has a higher will to live. Yeah, but it's still <laughs> there's no way, there's no way. What if we give Johnny Five back his laser weapon that he had in the first movie? Presumably, he's going to go in with whatever weapon he has, right? So right. in the first movie, Robot Five or Number Five has a laser weapon, which then in the sequel he's opted to trade for a hang glider and an umbrella and a camera and stuff. He's got like a yeah, utility yeah, I belt. Yeah, he has a Polaroid. <laughs> But for the sake of the dome, he's he's donned the laser again. Yeah. But all but the laser's going to do is just poke a hole in the T-1000 that would immediately seal back up. Right. Oh, we don't know that for sure. What are you talking about? Of course well, we know that for sure. Well, because that laser could have properties that we don't know about. Okay, let's say it does. <laughs> okay. So let's say, it, let's say it can cut him into pieces. Yeah. Okay. And then the pieces immediately reform. That's true. So the T-1000 wins. Here's, so no, here's another At best advantage. case, he might buy some time. The well, question really is, how would the T-1000 ever die, period, in the Thunderdome? Even if, even if Johnny Five can outsmart him for years, he's still never dying. Johnny Five, on the other hand, is quite fragile. Yeah, he dies pretty easily. The only way the T-1000 well, can die in die the Thunderdome is if there was a... Sp- specific weapon that could attack his properties L- let me push back on, on johnny five being weak <laughs> there's no pushing back yeah, let totally me push weak. back on that at the end of short circuit two we see that he has changed color correct yeah okay. what if that's like a new alloy or exactly something? exactly yeah, he's on to something here so you don't saying, know exactly what that metal is okay the t1000 if he can't cut him with his homemade blades he then they're still, at a stalemate. No, they're at a stalemate. Cause he could want, still pull him apart with his bare hands. Not if that's Again, like not a... Not necessarily true. What if that alloy the, the is like linkage, indestructible? The things that are linking the parts together aren't going to be made out of it. That's true. He's just coated it. will be armor it. for sure, but to pull it apart, it'll be like pulling joints <clears> apart. But then this goes back to the question is, where in the world is the CPU in the T-1000? If it's somewhere spatially located and not distributed on a cellular level, then in theory, couldn't, the, couldn't Johnny Five somehow take the kill shot with his laser weapon yeah but we've seen we've seen the t-1000 like turn into liquid and be broken apart and still be able to function so it's cpu must not be you know one piece it's got to yeah. be distributed yeah johnny five's dead johnny five was really dead johnny five that is. cpu argument is fun and you can go down it especially after the what we saw in the most recent terminator movie but Johnny Five doesn't have a chance. Hey, he put up a valiant fight, and I like to think that he he's had made his, out of a new alloy. So. He had his red eyes on and his little mohawk. Yeah, when he went into I, the I, fight, I'd like to think he pleaded for his life at the end. <laughs> Jeez, no disassemble. That was for you, I'm Bethany. Bethany has a special sentiment sentimentality for Johnny Five. All right, next one. Thunderdome. Who will win between <laughs> the Sentinels from the Matrix? franchise these giant tentacled oh yeah, uh, yeah. multi-eyeballed oh, things you yeah. know the octopus monsters and the sentinels from the x-men franchise days of future past seemingly unstoppable 
killing machines that they were. Only reversing time itself could bring it into the Sentinels. Fight! Oh, that's good. Mm, wow. <clears throat> so, mm. But, you know, I gotta confess, as I was making this list, I couldn't recall exactly what the Sentinels in the Matrix franchise did. And full disclosure here, it makes some listeners mad. I still haven't seen the final Matrix movie. It's pretty good. Yeah. What? The rest of the world worth, seems worth to watching. disagree. <laughs> worth watching. <laughs> All right. So, they spot people outside of that are disconnected from the Matrix, right? I remember right. that. And they attack the ships, and they attack the Zion. So they can fly, and they have arms. And they are fast. And lasers. Hmm. To so me, and the other Sentinels do all those things, too. So who's... But they right, also kind of, like, shapeshift almost. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the Sentinels at the end of... Or in the future of Days of Future Past, not the ones they were working on in the past. Yeah, not the Bobo plastic The ones, ones that took on the properties okay. of the mutants. Yeah. But there's what? no mutants for them to take properties of. But they, the they took Dome. the properties before they, already they came have in the, the properties. Oh, is that? Oh, right, because they're genetically engineered or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I in that case, then they're going to freeze them and burn them and blow them up and... They won't die. Now here's... No, I'm saying that's what the Sentinels from X-Men are going to do that to the Sentinels from the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. The Sentinels from the Matrix were always in, like, high numbers. So do they have a lot of them? Just one-on-one. Just one-on-one? Yeah. Mm. Because the Sentinels and X-Men were always in high numbers, too. Yeah, I don't think that Matrix Sentinel can make it because yeah. that was it EMPs they used to slow them down? Yeah, they're I, done. I think the Sentinel <laughs> could do that pretty quick, right? Okay. Death to the Sentinels from the Matrix yeah. trilogy. Yeah, it's all right. They deserved it. Yeah, they deserved it. All right, well, this one's a little bit more tricky, I think you'll find, and it's going to be hard to see one of these guys go, but it's time for the Thunderdome! Yeah, Wally. <laughs> versus the fix-its from batteries not included. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. So it's the whole family. <laughs> yeah. It's all yeah, I think that makes the most sense because yeah, yeah it's just going to make for a better fight. Okay. So so what offenses what offensive capabilities does Wally have? Wally also has a laser, not unlike Johnny 5. If you recall, it's right between his eyes. He uses to zap open a fridge and get the plant out and to zap his way out of the prison when he's in the insane asylum. Yeah, well, so that's better than whatever the, the other guys. What do they make, burgers? <laughs> 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 no, they can, like, build stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Run, Wally. They're going to build something. <laughs> they, can, they can beat up gang members. The scared people. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And they're fast. They can fly around real fast. They fly. I suppose they could like swarm him, and if they got on, if they knew how to disassemble him, yeah, they could do that. That's they, true, because Wally and Wally's also pretty fragile himself. Yeah, he got crushed within an inch of his life. Yeah, so it you would can knock the consciousness right out of him. This seems to be like an equal fight because if they swarmed him, they could. Uh, it could depend on how quick they could get him apart before he would zap them one by one. Yeah, one by one. And the, the range, teamwork. yeah, the range on his laser is extremely narrow. It's right between his eyeballs and his head. You know, the way that his head can pivot, it's not like an owl. It's not flying all around. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've seen their teamwork demonstrated. Yeah. I, yeah, I think and they, and they fight for family, man. They're all family. Yeah. So if they I'll, feel like they have a cause, <laughs> there's nothing stopping them. So we think they're like... Sentient as well, right? They're, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're living, beings. and they give birth. That was weird. They yeah. eat bolts. Remember, they eat bolts yeah, and give right. birth. So they could be disassembling Wally and m- having more offspring during uh, during the fight. Yeah, they're straight up laying eggs in the cage. <laughs> I wonder if any of the listeners have seen this movie. Batteries not included. Anybody seen that? If one? not, you, you should rush it. out and check it out. Yeah. Isn't that uh, Brad Bird? Brad Bird wrote Batteries really? Not Included. Oh. Yeah, that'd be an awesome Pixar movie. <laughs> Wasn't it pr- produced by Spielberg? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Didn't it's a lot star, of fun. Like some robots. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, right now. It's in the can for a remake. So is it on Blu-ray yet? Just come. It comes out on Blu-ray uh, in March for the first time ever. Nice. And let me tell you, the DVD is wretched. Yeah. So the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray is long, long overdue, and it'll be a celebratory Blu-ray release because I think they just killed Wally. I like to imagine <laughs> Wally being pulled apart piece by piece as he 
wheels around in a circle, confused, you screaming like for imagine this? screaming for Eve. <laughs> Eva, Eva, no! She's in the crowd watching. As there, but it's you know it's a battle to the death. It's it's Wally or them, and they gotta live. Family, yeah. they got family to think about. I like to think he took one or two of them down in the process. So. Oh yeah, but it didn't amount to anything. Right. All right. Well, I hate that. Let's clear out the mess, sweep out the parts, and it's time for Thunderdome! Oh. Robo Thunderdome! Now, we're about to see Bishop from the Aliens franchise. Oh, yeah, yeah. First, first flick, Bishop shows up is, it, is in Aliens, and then later on he becomes Wayland for Alien vs. Predator. But that's not really Bishop. Um, Bishop, the android... From Aliens versus R2-D2. Ooh. Okay. Fight! So let me ask you this. Is it R2-D2 in the prequels or R2-D2 in the... <laughs> there's a, there's a distinction. The <laughs> well, yeah, because R2-D2 in the prequels is like flying around and shooting rocket fire, packs. peeing oil everywhere and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the other one just falls over all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta take you gotta take all the canonical R two. That's canon R two. All right, so he's probably gonna pull out all his best moves for this. So he can fly. He can shock. He can. What else can he do? He can take out his little phallic thing and communicate with other robo things by having sex with them. Yeah, that's what he's always doing <laughs> with the ship. Hey, talk to the ship R two. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> he's gonna talk to Bishop. <laughs> talk to Bishop. What are you doing to me? So what was Bishop? What's Bishop's offense going to be? See, that's the thing because Bishop. Uh, do we ever see Bishop do anything like combative in the movie? In fact, he's very no. peaceful. He does. We know he moves very fast. He does that knife trick at the beginning. Yeah. He is fast, and so. he's precise. He's got precision going on because he does it only cutting himself a little bit. So I imagine like R2 is going to be buzzing around him, like shooting oil for him to slip on or something. And R2 would have the advantage at this point, but if Bishop gets him, gets a hold of him, he might could like... What do you mean if Bishop gets him? They're in a sandy thunderdome. <laughs> well, if R2, R2 keeps a distance riding around and like on his little shoots at him and stuff, he could like keep a down distance. Like <laughs> yeah. Even when R2 does fly, it's like the most cumbersome, clunky thing in the world. Bishop is absolutely going to destroy R2. Okay, but wait. What does R2 run on? What's his fuel source? <laughs> Whatever it is seems to be uh, immeasurable, right? It's like oh, yeah, it never yeah. runs out. Except yeah. unless... It's been like 60 years. Apparently he runs out of love in The uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, he and he just goes to sleep for some reason. I, I think he's been programmed to do that. So. To only activate when his when his master is nearby. Yeah. Bishop runs on milk. <laughs> <laughs> so um. R two can just fly around him until until Bishop just gives up. So he's just gonna wait him out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. Bishop will just Bishop is gonna be forced to do something, even if even if it's limited to almost just barely uh, hu- human uh, or superior to human strength, which I'm assuming Bishop's probably a bit stronger than a human. Right. Because if he's the same thing about this. But in that's that, just speculation. No, no. It has to be because I'm reverse engineering him at this point. Ash in Alien is like super strong and almost kills Ripley with a magazine, remember? And then in the opening scene when Ripley gets ticked off in uh, Aliens because Bishop is an android on board, Android says that Ash was an older model that was glitchy. So at this point, he's more advanced. And then think about David from Prometheus. Mm-hmm. He like learned how to shoot the basketball. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> sure. So he, if he can find a rock, <laughs> he can throw it at him. Okay. <laughs> So that, that begs another question. Are there any weapons in the Thunderdome? In the Thunderdome? Nah, maybe some scraps left over from Wally. Yeah. <laughs> so it's se- sequential. Yeah. Yeah, they just swept them out the best they could, and then they had them chained up like gladiators, threw them into the Thunderdome. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking is the Bishop would win too, but here's the thing to consider is the Bishop is just as fragile 
almost as fragile as a person. Yeah. That's how easy they fall apart. And R2 is a lot more durable than how, a person. Uh, that's fine. But how is R2 ever going to get the jump <laughs> on Bishop? Even his little... He's a shock him one time. I know, but his little Swiss army knife of shocking stuff, he'd have to like pivot and spin around in a circle, which takes forever. And Bishop Bishop could just stand close, so close to him and move with him <laughs> <laughs> so that R2 could never get the positioned right. Then he pokes out his little shocky thing and yeah. Bishop just grabs it, boom, breaks it. Yeah, Beats him on the head with it, well, shocks him. Bishop wins. <clears throat> no, I think R2 could reprogram Bishop. If he could somehow... He sticks him. <laughs> <laughs> if he somehow gets this uh, little probe. If he probes this, him. <laughs> this individual gets him to... Violates, violates him in some way. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he's just got to stick it out and like... it. <laughs> <laughs> Bishop, how where is it going? Bishop is humanoid. It'll just... <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll pierce the flesh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not... That, we've seen the inside of Bishop. He's made up of, like, beads and milk. Yeah. It's not like there's a port <laughs> that we're aware of. Yeah, Bishop wins. R2 wins. <laughs> All right. They just swept out the remains. Bishop got his freedom. He gets to go free. Uh, and it's time for the next contestants in the Thunderdome, which is Ava from Ex Machina. Right. And uh, versus a Stepford wife. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's pretty good. Wow. Mm. <laughs> so they're, they're like pretty equally matched. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Ava is willing to do anything for her freedom as we've seen. Right. So she wants out of this dome. Right. Yeah. Stepford wives don't don't have as sophisticated an intelligence, if at all. Yeah, like what's their motivation? To clean the house. <laughs> <laughs> to continue with protocols. Like, right. Do the Stepford wives, are they even sentient? I don't think so. They, they just, just gonna, run programs. They're going to try to out-manipulate each other? Mm-hmm. I think Ava could out-manipulate yeah, sure. I think Ava could just charge like she did down that hallway. Yeah. And Does she have that knife? <laughs> no, she just has the scraps from uh, from R2 and Wally. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that much would stop Ava. Ava's scary. Stepford wise, not so much. She could probably seduce one of the Stepford wise. Oh, yeah, with her manipulation and yeah. romantic batting of eyelashes. She might put on their skin. Yeah, that one's easy. Get out of here, Stepford Wives. You're dead. It's time for the next contestants in the Robo Thunderdome, which would be uh, the Vision from Avengers Age of Ultron. Right, right. Played by Paul Bettany. Versus the Ed 209 robot from Robocop, which you remember is a giant stop-motion bipedal creature with giant bazooka arms. Yeah, uh, that was cool. known to malfunction and blast holes in, in a uh, businessman. Right. Well, so the question is, yeah, the vision's powerful. He's got the, uh, the stone of. What is that? What was that one called? He's got one of those infinity stones on his yeah, head. Yeah. I think it's the mind one, right? The mind stone, and uh, you know he's flies around and. And he's made of the metal that can't be destroyed. He's made of. I don't even know. How this is a contest. What are you talking about? Yeah, Robocop beat him so easily. Vision can beat him. <laughs> Robocop, <laughs> Robocop beat him because he fell down. He got turned over on some stairs. Remember, he couldn't go down the stairs. Are stair. we talking about Robocop 2? <laughs> no, Ed 209's in the first Robocop. Oh, okay. yeah. Robocop 2 had the thing with the brain in it. Yeah. yeah, the criminal. So, but Ed 209 has these powerful, like, minigun, like, turret things on its arm. Why can't he just blast the Vision to smithereens? Because the vision's so fast, he can dodge that. And then he could just fly up in the air and then yeah, he can shoot down too. once and blow him up. I know, but, well, yeah, I guess that's true. I yeah. think that it's less of a, uh upset as you guys think it is, though. Because if, yeah, the vision can do all those things, but he's got to act right away. If he gets caught, if he does get caught in the blast radius of those guns, wouldn't he just be shredded? No. 
Because it's the same thing. Like, if Captain America was holding his shield up, wouldn't the shield block those guns? Are we sure the vision is made of vibranium? Yeah, because, because that's they, what they went to the African dealer to get. The they were vibranium. making the vibranium body in the cradle. Yeah, for thing. Ultron. That's what I he wanted. That makes to, sense. He wanted a. Oh, yeah. Well, then what's going to happen in the future of the Marvel Universe if they've got this godlike thing made of vibranium with an Infinity Stone in its head? How they just want everything. He's going to have to sacrifice himself yeah. because of the gauntlet. Okay, well, I guess he beat Ed 209 at the very least. Yeah. Easily. But don't worry. There's still more RoboCop fun to be had in the Robo Thunderdome. <laughs> Hooray. Because here comes RoboCop Murphy, Officer Murphy. And uh, he's going to be up against Adam, the robot, with a heart of gold boxing skills from Real Steel. <laughs> Oh, gosh. That's pretty good. Now, we were talking about this earlier, and I said, do you think RoboCop would be on it? And Peter said no. Because he's not a robot. Well, he's like part robot, part... What is his Part name? man, part robot, all part cop. Robot. Now, are we talking about the original RoboCop? Mm-hmm. Okay. None other. That's tough, because uh, Adam is his name? Mm-hmm. He had a mean hook. <laughs> If you remember. I barely do because I've only seen Real Steel once. I remember enjoying it. But I remember that the robots are very powerful and that they are fit to battle other robots. Um, So it made me wonder, you know, uh, Officer Murphy, RoboCop, he is mostly android at this point. In fact, throughout the movie, he's struggling to maintain any connection to his memories or anything like that. Uh... He's very powerful. He takes a lick and keeps on ticking. But at the same time, even RoboCop comes pretty darn close to dying. Yeah. From just drug lords. Yeah. So if this giant robot that is mostly just used to boxing is going in there and just greasing him, what's going to happen? Does RoboCop has have his gun? Yeah, it's built into his leg, remember? Is it RoboCop 3 RoboCop? <laughs> no. He can fly? Not the flying RoboCop. <laughs> if he's got the gun, I don't think it's much of a contest. He'll just shoot him up. But it's just like a little pistol, right? It's like a little yeah, handgun. Want to just dude. go ting, ting, ting off of the other robot? I don't think that robot's made to be bulletproof. Yeah, that's true. Plus, RoboCop can use his vision to like single in on like areas of vulnerability. That's true. If they're just going hand to hand, I think that's a different story. I think Robocop would still have the the victory because he can sometimes he's super quick and sometimes he's super slow. If they're going just if, if they're doing a fisticuffs, how will Robocop ever win? He just get knocked out the one fragile place on his body where his face lives and that's it. Well, because it's like Peter said he would focus in on the weak part and like <laughs> run up to him and like hit his knee or something so he would fall down and he yeah, would he hit could do his like a technical analysis. He'd find a weak point. And then what? And then punch his head off. He would punch his head off. I think it would be a really close fight. I think RoboCop would almost die. And then after he's declared the winner, he would die. Oh, like he would drop dead in victory? Yeah. Okay. I like that. He went out like a champ. So unfortunately, RoboCop and Adam versus, uh, and Adam from Real Steel are being swept out of the Thunderdome right now. Rest in peace. But we're going to have to get an upgrade to the Thunderdome because we need the space. We need the real estate because here comes Optimus Prime, the alien robot right. from Transformers, who is going to fight Mechagodzilla, the alien robot from the Godzilla franchise. Oh, man. So which which uh, Optimus Prime are we talking about? Are there different Optimus Primids? The Michael Bay or the cartoon? I'm going to say Michael Bay. We're Michael talking about Bay, movies. Sure. Or I guess there is a Transformers movie. Huh? Yeah, there's several. Okay. So how about which Mechagodzilla are we talking about? How big is he? Well, Mechagodzilla, you know, only shows up in the Toho movies. But as you know, Godzilla grows... <laughs> movie to movie in the Toho movies but by the time he gets to the latest American movie he's like 10 times bigger than he's ever been so Mechagodzilla wouldn't be that big but he would definitely be way bigger than Prime Prime Jumbo Optimus Prime so he would be like he could pick up Prime in his hand Uh, I don't know how big is Optimus Prime? Optimus Prime is big enough to pick up Shia LaBeouf in his hand? 
Optimus Prime looks to be like 10 stories or something. Yeah, he's a big dude. Doesn't that happen in the movie? He picks him up in his oh, hand? Oh, no, he's a semi-truck, so... That, that's but true. He's a semi-truck that <laughs> unfolds yeah. into so he's a... maybe twice as, twice as long. As a semi-truck? Yeah, yeah so know. Optimus Prime could pick up a person in his hand. And we're thinking Mechagodzilla could pick up Prime in his hand? <laughs> Let's say that Optimus Prime is even a quarter of the size of Mechagodzilla. Mechagodzilla has some serious limitations. He is slow. Right. Uh, he's not nearly as agile as Optimus Prime. And, uh, you know, he just, like, blasts missiles and radiation in one direction. Yeah. So it's just a question of will the size advantage be enough or will Optimus Prime be able to do all his backflips and yeah, car I th- tricks? I think if we're talking about the Michael Bay films, um, Optimus Prime has a couple advantages. One, he can jump around all crazy really fast. And the editing <laughs> and the sound effects are overwhelming. So I think that all the sound effects would overwhelm Mechagodzilla. <laughs> so it'd be like... <laughs> exactly. And, Mega- and doesn't uh, Prime have a sword? I guess at some That's point. He did. I saw yeah. a poster at one point where he was riding on a dinosaur with a sword, and I thought, how did we get here? <laughs> right. So he could just run up Mechagodzilla's back and stick it in his head. In why theory? are we uh, Why are we saying that he has the sword in the Thunderdome? Because I think that's part of his it's body. Part, yeah, it's part of his body that he transforms Why wasn't it for the other, like, why wasn't it until it got to the fourth? Yeah, he upgrades, he it up. you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, fine. But yeah, I, I, think, think, I think this is a classic David and Goliath story. <laughs> okay. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So he's going out of the Thunderdome with Mechagodzilla's head. Yep. It was a, it was a valiant fight. Little guy versus the big guy. Classic underdog story. Yeah. But things are still big in the Thunderdome. Because here comes the Iron Giant. Oh yeah! To do battle with the Jaeger from Pacific Rim. Oh man! Right. <laughs> Does the Iron Giant? You mean right? As if you heard the scenario before. Right. This yeah. old. Yeah, this, this old this question. Old debate. <laughs> We're back here again. Does the Iron Giant have any weaponry? Yeah. Wasn't he's he is a weapon, right? He's like a Soviet. Uh, weapon of war of some kind but he accidentally became like a friendly Finn Diesel like yeah technically speaking is he a weapon like how is he a psychological weapon <laughs> like, <laughs> he muscles he's so with big? your mind no I, I seem to recall man people that love the Iron Giant are going to be so mad sorry Josiah there's like a element where at the end of the movie his old protocols get reactivated and his eyes turn red and he's about to like blow up the world and they have to remember, remember who you are, Iron Giant. Okay, so he can destroy planets. <laughs> that's well, a, that's that a might be a advantage. bit hyperbolic. It's a big advantage. <laughs> I'm gonna in real time. I'm gonna look it up, and while I'm doing that, yeah, you guys talk about the Jaegers because the they Jaegers obviously have, have such an advantage. Though those guys are raw. <laughs> yeah, one's a cartoon. And one's not. Mm-hmm. So yeah. does that offer any advantages? It does look like he is crazily weaponized. (laughs) He has, like, lasers that come all out of his giant plasma cannon arm, and he shoots lasers out of his eyeballs. And he also has what appear to be tentacles that come out of his back that are also armed with uh, death pinchers and lasers. Is that cannon? Yeah, these are all shots from the movie. And, oh, look, his uh, chest. His chest can blow out giant. It's been a while. But those Jaegers are pretty weaponized as well. It actually looks like he's kind of like a Jaeger, to be honest with you. Yeah, but the Jaegers are so much bigger. (laughs) Are they? Oh, yeah, I guess they're like like the size of a Godzilla monster. Yeah, because Iron Giant picks up people in his hand. Jaegers, like, people are the size of their eyeballs. Hmm. Mm, That's true. In that case then the Iron Giant's definitely going to die. Yeah. Because they're almost equally weaponized and one is just a lot bigger and stronger. And the Jaegers are made to like wrestle and stuff. Yeah. And they have a whole dimension on the other thing. 
because he's flat. He's only 2D. <laughs> but hold on, that could be an advantage. Yes, he can turn sideways and they can't find him. <laughs> yeah. this, animation, this animation cell. <laughs> they, could, they could crawl up him. All right, well, the Jaegers just killed the Iron Giant pretty easily. But um, it's time to scale things back down in the Thunderdome because uh, here comes David from Prometheus, the android, the creepy android that somehow is an expert in things that have never ever happened that <laughs> likes to do bizarre things that make no sense. Put a dab of goo in somebody's drink. We'll see what happens. His motivations are unclear and he's in a crappy movie, but he's going to fight in the Thunderdome against Chappie, the lovable uh, conscious robot friend. Right to the ant word yeah so my first thought Peter tell me what you think yeah by all means please tell us your first thought when you think of <laughs> David from Prometheus fighting against Chappie is that Chappie is stronger more durable and is trained in all kinds of types of combat yeah I'd have to agree and David is not those things David, but David may be smarter, though. Yeah, David's definitely smarter. He's he's got more. He's got more technical know-how. He seems to be more scheming and conniving. Chappie is still very childlike. So he could trick Chappie. And yeah, we know that like a big gun blast will kill one of those robots. Kill a Chappie. Yeah, remember that's or how David. the movie starts. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, or David. David doesn't. No, they never. Yeah, they don't have guns. Yeah, right. I'm just saying they're both. Probably a well, Chappie's a bit more durable, but it's not like he's Terminator or something, right? But we're also when you put him in the Thunderdome, you take away the element of what David would use to to his advantage. There's it's just sand and it's fisticuffs. Like there's nothing to scheme. There's nothing to get around. You just have to fight. I think David would be so manipulative. He could talk to him. He would talk to him and confuse him. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, because Chappie was very easily swayed by the art of persuasion. He could convince him of something. All it took was like an uneducated South African rapper to completely change Chappie's life. <laughs> yeah. I still think Chappie would win. I think Deanne would have them all pumped up before he got in there. How's he? Uh, okay. Chappie is surprisingly nonviolent. Yeah, I think David would instantly start talking to him and put something in his mind and take it from there. But how would he actually defeat him? That's the question. Yeah. Maybe he could talk he Chappie into surrender. suicide. <laughs> suicide? Wow. <laughs> Got dark. He could, he could talk him into... <laughs> he, would, he would cripple him with the inevitability of death. He, could he get him to shut down? Maybe. If he removed his battery. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's, I never thought about that. Ne- I've never thought about those two fighting and <laughs> the manipulation that would come These up. are the questions we must ask. All right, I'll give you David. All right, David yeah, just won David. against Chappie. It takes it's a while. Sad, sad day. Sorry about that, Bethany. It took three days, though. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably a boring fight. Sweep Chappie's lifeless body out of the Thunderdome and then make room for another classic battle. It's on the water cooler conversations all the time in the Thunderdome. If you recall, a little movie called AI, directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> from a premise uh, from Stanley Kubrick. In that film, Jude Law plays a very handsome hooker robot called Gigolo Joe. He was funny. Now, I'd also like to draw your attention to a great Paul Verhoeven uh, sci-fi movie, Total Recall, in which Arnold hitches a ride in a Johnny cab. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get it out. Which <laughs> is a robotic taxi cab driver. So in the Thunderdome, <laughs> Gigolo Joe is going to fight to the death against the Johnny Cab. Who do you think is going to win, man? Does he have his cab? <laughs> He's. He's part of the cab. Yeah, he's got no legs, right? He's just in a cab. <laughs> he's just part of a cab. <laughs> I guess he can run over Joe. What can Joe do? <laughs> he could proposition him. Okay. 
Uh, all right. <clears throat> so. What about the teddy bear? In AI? What was up with that? Is he there with them? Teddy. <laughs> teddy there. Yeah. Teddy's riding on Gigolo Joe's shoulder. Okay. He changes things. So, all right. Let's let's think of Gigolo Joe's attributes. <laughs> he can change his hair color. Yeah. <laughs> Does it help him in any way? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um. <clears throat> He could trick the Johnny Cab into thinking he was two different fairs, maybe. Yeah. I don't oh, so know how that's going to happen. The Johnny Cab is going to like go to fight him. He's like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to pick you up. Well, well, hold on. The Johnny Cab is programmed to pick up fairs. Sure. So if in the Thunderdome he's programmed to kill Gigolo Joe. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Gigolo Joe can alter his appearance. And confuse just by changing his cab. hair color. Yeah, you think Johnny Cab. Johnny Cab does seem pretty basic, <laughs> <laughs> so I could see him being easily fooled. He's basic enough that. All right, so Gigolo Joe changes his hair, and now doesn't Arnold rip the Johnny Cab head off? Yeah, <laughs> when yeah, he gets frustrated. Arnold. That's, <laughs> that's Arnold, true. but we don't know if Gigolo Joe has that strength. All right, so Gigolo Joe is inside the cab now. Mm-hmm. And he's sure. just going to have his way <laughs> with part, part, of, part of his plan was to distract him, distract Johnny Cab from the real Gigolo Joe by posing as a fair. Exactly. So now he's with in the cab. Colors. Yeah. So now he's in the cab. How does this help at all? <laughs> so now he's just going to ride in the cab forever. He can at least try what Arnold did. It might take longer. Where is he, he going to tell the cab to take him? <laughs> Just around. Two laps. Two laps. Two laps. Well, what about this? Now, see, once he's in there, what can Johnny Cab even do? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when he's not in there, what can Johnny Cab even do? Well, he can run him over. <laughs> I guess. I guess, yeah, he can run him over. <laughs> so once he's in there, there's no longer any vulnerability. Jigolo Joe can just, like, start trying to take things apart. Exactly. Can, yeah. yeah, if he can get in the cab, he wins. And I think I just demonstrated how he gets in the cab. Yeah. I just don't know if the Johnny Cab that was would actually be a good fight by a different hair color. <laughs> no, he definitely would. Yeah. He only, that, that's he, how he tried to evade the police. Yeah. He only even takes so many voice commands. So he's got to have something. Okay. Yeah. Jigolo Joe won that surprising turn of events. Armed with nothing but his wits and his ability to change hair color. I'm glad he won. But next, things are going to toughen up here in the Thunderdome because we have got Ultron. Oh, man, that's tough. Ultron with all of James Spader's wit Mm. and panache and also being all tall and robo-buff. Yep. You know, what did uh, uh, Tony Stark say to him? You look a bit puffy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he's going to go up against the classic T-800 of the Terminator franchise. Exo Endo? Endo Skeleton, the mm. scary stop motion, jittery Terminator <laughs> against right. Ultron. Or the puppety one, if you like that one better. <laughs> the torso that's just <laughs> going up the stairs. Who's oh, coming wow. out the victor? That's hard. So, depending on the movie, the T 800, depending on which movie in the franchise, the T 800 is either nigh invincible or pretty dang fragile. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how many of them are on screen. Right. If there's a bunch of them, it doesn't take much to mow them down. If so there's, there's just one, there, one so it's there's unstoppable. One there, so we're going to go like on Terminator Salvation rules where he can like defy all kinds of defeat. No, not Terminator Salvation rules. That's the one where he actually gets, oh yeah, he gets lava dropped on him and then frozen and then still is <laughs> still coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Still I still know <clears throat> And Ultron can't distribute his consciousness into other robots outside of the Thunderdome because that's not going to do him any good for the fight. So did he have any weapons on him, on his person, Ultron? Well, doesn't he have kind of like, you know, something in his built-in? He flies. He does fly. He was constantly working on his body. (laughs) (laughs) He's so vain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh 
But all it took, I think the T, well, T eight hundred's got no, no nothing in the way of projectiles or anything like that. But all it took was, uh, you know, when they were in Africa or whatever, Tony Stark or one of them blew away Ultron, or at least a proxy, yeah, of Ultron with yeah. like one blast. Yeah, I don't know that we're talking about the movie. Still, yeah, yeah, in the movie. I don't know that there's a what lot else would we be talking about? Like what he did after the movie? <laughs> in the comics. Well, no, this is, what this is this, you hate comics? Come on. Come on <laughs> it's been that long, you forgot what we talked about on here? Where am I? I don't know that there's much that could stop the T-800 and what Ultron could offer him. Because he, like you said, he got they're blown bo- up a lot. They're yeah. both got to be super strong, right? They are both, yeah. But that T-800, man. Yeah, when a T-800 tough. is alone, it's unstoppable. Yeah. And he'd probably be scared. He'd see that stop motion puppet coming at him and he'd be like, Oh my God, <laughs> what do I do? I feel like he would detain him or just grab onto him and not let go until yeah. it just tore him to pieces. Those things are scary. Vicious. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll T-800 go wins. T-800. T-800 wins the battle against Ultron and then the Johnny Cab pulls in and <laughs> collects the parts. Hey, Johnny Cab's still <laughs> looking for the fair. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right. We're getting near to the end of our Thunderdome extraordinaire, but we've got just a few more fights to get through in the Thunderdome. Next up, we have... Uh, Exciting fight between Tars of Interstellar, <laughs> the cube-like sort of stick-like thing. <laughs> yep. And he is fighting the evil robot Uses of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my. So two against one. Two against one. And Tars has no particular shape to speak of. <laughs> <laughs> But see, we also don't know the full capability of his shape-shifting abilities. He could turn into, like, a big gun <laughs> and shoot him up, right? No. But he could turn into the big uh, wheel and just roll over him. Because we saw the <laughs> evil... What's that going to do? The evil robots died pretty easily when faced with stronger robots. Yeah. They just punched their heads off. They did punch their heads off. He turns into wheel mode and wheels away and then comes back really fast. <laughs> <laughs> So he just has to get some speed. Yeah. That's yeah, he's fair. He's just rolling around and around and they he can't turned, do anything. I like that you call it wheel mode. <laughs> and we know that his wheel mode works on like water. Yeah. Because he was wheeling yeah. straight through that water. Yeah. And save that guy though, huh? And besides besides their ability to like imitate and confuse Bill and Ted, what else did the evil robot us even have going for him? Yeah. That they made us work laugh. Against him. Yeah. Okay, Tars. Tars. Tars the victor. All right. For our final battle. Oh, man. In the Robo Thunderdome. And I really think we've been calling these pretty accurate so far. Yeah, and I want you guys to really think about this one. This is this is the epic. If you, you know, this is the movie. Uh, This is, it's coming to the giant final battle. It's for good and evil, the fate of the universe. And in steps Baymax from uh, Big Hero 6 and he's going to do battle to the death against 80's robot from the Muppets who will win hmm. this is the last one <laughs> 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 yeah Baymax and 80's robot think about it Baymax doesn't have a suit in there he's just that inflatable thing Yeah. and okay. what's 80's robot going to do my thinking was that the fight is going to bore everyone to death and no one's getting out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if, if he just flipped 80's robot onto his side, that's the game, right? <laughs> yeah, but he's got sharp edges. <laughs> yeah, and, and Baymax is like one of those inflatable tube guys at yeah. the car dealership. He gets little holes and... So I think he'd come at him thinking he's going to do something, knock him over, and then he just pops himself. Yeah. So in this version, Baymax accidentally loses I don't know, by I don't touching know. Ada's robot. What if he's just even somewhat strategic and just steps <laughs> to the side no. and pushes him over? Ada's robot is not fast. No, because he doesn't think about that. That's, that's true. <laughs> what do you mean he doesn't... <laughs> 
<laughs> <You're speaking. laughs> That's not what he's thinking about. <laughs> he goes in for the kill. <clears throat> so he doesn't have any weapons. 80s robot, does he have the drinks he's serving? No, nothing. He no. came armed he's with nothing. He's just too sharp. He's just got Kermit in the stands cheering him on. Is and a Kermit modem. We know he's got a modem on the inside. Is Kermit even really cheering him on, though? <laughs> he's been a bit frustrated, but he doesn't want to see the guy die. Yeah. yeah. But the other guy looks more like a Muppet. <laughs> I guess that's fair. So he's thinking he's going to recruit Baymax if Baymax wins. Yeah. <laughs> I think he goes in for a strike. He's too sharp. And he's good. he's done. Yeah. Is he that delicate, though? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like... And is wasn't the Asian really that sharp? It's probably just <laughs> crappy plastic. <laughs> yeah, Patrick does raise an interesting point. We can't settle this fight until we're absolutely sure. Yeah. Peter? Hmm. Let's say that he does. He goes in for the kill thinking, this is a cinch. This is just a little plastic toy that only wheels back and forth. Hits 80's robot. Does suffer a rupture of some kind. Nothing that's gonna like send him sailing around the Thunderdome like a balloon, though. Sure, but and now he's draining fast. Now Baymax is in survival mode, fight or flight. Yeah. Okay, so this is good because just because you push him over doesn't mean Eddie's robot is dead, and it's a fight to the death. Exactly. Right. Yeah. How would he disassemble this thing without popping? Exactly. Himself? So I think he'll try. He'll just keep like. <laughs> laughing uh, at him. Explain this <laughs> just yeah. gesture he's doing here. <laughs> I'm gesturing. He was gesturing a very weak pawing, <laughs> so he's like a cat <laughs> pawing at him with yeah, his balloon hand with his rapidly deflated. But he doesn't know hand. it's already over. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's, but then he the probably doesn't ends. even realize it until it's yeah, it's, he's half. Dead. It's actually a really tragic fight. While 80s robot is just sitting there kind of waddling side to side on the ground trying to get back to his feet, Baymax is is pawing at him with his uh, hands that are just metaphorically representing his tenuous grasp on life. <laughs> the, the floppier his hands get, the so closer he, Baymax is to death. And 80s robot doesn't die, but he can't get up, so he's just there waiting till the next fight starts. And I think he's covered by the deflated oh, <laughs> well no when they when Baymax vitals drop and he's dead then they declare victory yeah. and whoever is alive in the but he's still covered up is victorious so it's a shameful win <laughs> yeah. yeah he's got to climb out they of haul him out of there but 80's robot is not the he's not the warrior type he's just happy to be alive is he? Can he live with himself now? <laughs> we'll have to find out next episode of the Thunderdome. I think we did some really important work here tonight, guys. Yeah. I think that uh, right now, wherever he's at, Tyler's nodding his head thinking, I can trust these guys when I'm not around. <laughs> they <laughs> made all the have right been calls. answered. <laughs> Questions have been answered. Things that people, humanity have been, topics humanity has been wrestling with. For as long as these movies have been around, I think we've we've brought to a conclusive end. Freaking Johnny Cab, man. We don't know how mad he can get, though. <laughs> what sort of movie character should do battle in the next You Hate Movies Thunderdome? Let us know by leaving a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com or through social media, Twitter and Instagram at youhatemovies and facebook.com slash youhatemovies. 